Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Good afternoon, Lost ladies and gentlemen. Radio. Yes, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Poetry Superhighway Live. Rick Lupert here from the Poetry Superhighway. Starting off our monthly broadcast, it's an open mic, an open reading, uh, open for you to call in and share your work to our huge audience. You know, I was just looking online at the uh, archive, and I can kind of log in and see how many people have listened to past episodes. And our last show, our uh, February 2010 open reading, was listened to by over 1,500 people. So this is a great opportunity for you to call in and read your work and expose it to uh, quite a large audience. You know, I, I go to a lot of live open readings, and some of them are pretty well attended, uh, but but there certainly ain't 1,500 people uh, sitting in the coffee house listening to your work. Um, on top of which, uh, as an open reader, you uh, in person have to wear pants, whereas here on Poetry Superhighway Live on the phone or via Skype or however it is that you call in, you don't. So that's all I'm saying, folks. This is a great opportunity. Call in. Share your work. Um, so, again, I'm Rick Lupert. I run the Poetry Superhighway. The website is poetrysuperhighway.com. Um, we have callers on the line who we're going to get to in a few minutes, but I want to mention a few things that uh, we've had going on the last month or so, some other things coming up. We just uh, completed the 10th annual Great Poetry Exchange. If you don't know what this is, uh, basically the idea for it grew out of the generosity of the many people who sponsored past Poetry Super Highway contest. So uh, in the contest, as you'll hear about in the in the upcoming months as we prepare for the summer contest, uh, anyone who enters gets a prize just for entering thanks to the generosity of the many sponsors who donate tons and tons of prizes. So I thought, well, how do we capitalize on that energy and that generosity without running another contest? So that's how the Great Poetry Exchange came about. The idea is that uh, if you have a book of poetry, even if it's something that you edited, an anthology that you're in, um, whether it's a perfect bound book or just a chapbook that you put together or a one-off that you uh, printed off your computer and stapled and made look nice, um, if you signed up online during the month of February uh, and to send that book to another randomly selected participant, then what happens is uh, I uh, put your book up online. And at the end of the month, which uh, just happened a few days ago, I send an email out to all of the participants letting you know who to send your book to. to. So you will send your book to someone else in the world who's also a participant. And in exchange, what do you get out of it? Well, someone else is going to send you a book. And that's what's happening right now. We had 90 people uh, sign up to participate in this year's Great Poetry Exchange uh, about half of whom have already notified me that they have sent out their books. So um, if you're a participant, uh, uh, odds are uh, 50-50 at this point that there's already a poetry book in the mail from somewhere else in the world uh, heading to you. Um, if you are a participant and you haven't let me know that, you are, that you've sent out your book, please, please let me know that so I can mark you off on the roster and we'll avoid uh, me sending you increasingly annoying uh, follow-up emails. Who wants follow-up emails that are annoying? Nobody, right? Right. So uh, so that's it. And by the way, if you're a participant and you haven't received the email on where to send your book to, then shoot me an email because I, I was using a new mail merge uh, program, and uh, I heard from a couple people that they didn't get their uh, – the, get the email letting them know where to send their book. So it's possible that that's – that you're one of those people if you didn't get that email. So let me know. So anyway, that's happening now. Um, it's very exciting. The vision of of poetry books flying all over the world from one place to the other. You don't know what you're going to get. Uh, you don't know who's going to get your book and what they're going to think of it. Uh, it's just cool. And that is happening 
right now. So, uh, on to our open reading. The number to call in is area code 646-716-7362. Call in right now, and I'll put you on there and read. We we let you read one poem, and I'll talk to you a little bit about what's going on in your community. If you want to make an announcement of something that's coming on, a, a reading that you're participating in, if you're running a a contest on the web, if you just want to plug your website, anything, just just call in even if you don't want to read something. And, and uh, it's just kind of an open forum to expose as many people to as many other people's poetry as possible. And uh, uh, a little plug here, if uh, if there's time a little bit later, depending on the number of callers we get, I have a new a spoken word MP3 that I'd, I'd like to play for you as well on the air. I've, I've put out this invitation in the past. If If you... Um, for some reason, can't participate in the show live when it's happening, or if you've if you've put something together that sounds cool, send it to me in email, and if there's time, I'll play it. Uh, I'll play it on the air. And I've got an example, uh, a new example of of a, a spoken word track that I've put together that I hope to get to a little bit later in the show. So again, the number to call in is six four six seven one six seven three six two. We're going to. Uh, Go to our first caller right now from the 949 area code. Hello. Hey, this is Howard Yosha. Hi, Howard. I'm calling from the art festival in San Clemente where I'm uh, selling my uh, paintings and my wife's pottery. And I thought I'd call in because I got your email. That's excellent. Well, the system works. You've called from there before, as I recall. Yes. It's once a month. It's the first... Sunday of each month, and I am selling some poetry books here also, so everything is tying together. That's cool. How do uh, how do sales uh, go at a place like that where you wouldn't necessarily expect people looking for poetry, per se, at an art fair? Well, if they look at the price tag on my art and they find it's too expensive, they could easily get... Uh, illustrated poetry book with a, with a few uh, paintings in it. I mean, you know, it's 20 bucks for a book versus, you know, 300, 400, 500 bucks for something that's framed and, you know, it's, it's pretty expensive, really. So yeah, I, I I suppose though those are those sound like reasonable pro- reasonable prices for art. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but but you're right. You're absolutely right. 20 bucks is certainly a lot less. So. Um, do you, do you sell a lot of copies, or do you sell? Um, I, I've probably sold at least uh, a couple copies for each show, or maybe three copies if I'm lucky. I'm not really looking to make a profit. I'm I'm looking to get into bigger and better art shows, which is uh, is an expensive task actually. So this year I was asked to try out for the art affair. And it actually costs nearly $2,000 to rent a booth at the art fair. And also, I was asked to go to the L.A. Festival of Books with uh, First Books, uh, my publisher for my first book. And I think originally they wanted something like $4,000 for a gigantic booth. And I looked myself, and the cheapest possible uh, price was $900 if I did it myself. Which mm-hmm. which is very expensive. I mean, I could do two or three festivals all year for that price. Right. So it's it's daunting to go to one of these big festivals. I I can imagine. Um, it's uh, it's I, I guess you're kind of highlighting the struggle of of the independent artist in any genre, whether it's poetry or or the you know a physical medium of some kind like your. Like you're you're mentioning to to you know the, I guess our our goal really is to get our art out there, whether it's poetry or painting or wh- or whatever and and the the kind of show that you're at and the, I just find it interesting because typically poets don't per se go to these kinds of art shows and so I, I wasn't necessarily trying to get at well how you know how many books did you sell but you know what the cool thing about it is that you're exposing your poetry to a group of people who you wouldn't necessarily get it out to you know i mean typically the poet gets gets our work out to people on the internet to other poets or to people who specifically are looking for poetry or or at a poetry reading where where you're there because you're interested in the poetry that kind of thing so you're you're kind of in the wild in a sense in that there's this whole potential audience of people who 
didn't know they were going to come across poetry and weren't necessarily looking for it. Well, that, that's true. Uh, a lot of my uh, paintings also have uh, poetic, you know, phrases or sayings in them, also. So mm. I'm trying to sneak it in that way too. Cool. So Howard Yosha from San Clemente, uh, uh, do you got a poem to read? To sure. Uh, it's called "Fallen Blind Walkers Divine." Intervention Resurrection Sty infection Blood out toxins Allow life to bloom Not fester and sweat From miles running at lunch Why eat when you can run Over the tallest bridges Over the 91 Over the 57 On Miraloma and Anaheim Over the 405 Over the 55 Airport split On Red Hill and Costa Mesa Drunk on endorphins Water from the break room Protein bars, sun-fed vitamin E after pounding fast-paced road work. Swelling toes grow on the blue bus, National Boulevard stop, long walks down Venice, Pico, and Sepulveda, walking where no one walks in L.A. Street signs with graffiti on the reverse sides tell tales of gangs marking borders with tags. Climbing the hill overlook of the Pacific on the west downtown smoggy skyscrapers to the east. Westwood window shopping, walking to Borders Books on 3rd Street Promenade past dead bookstores, dead shopping malls. Living, barely dodging traffic, gridlock with foot-falling feet. The sugar in the blood was fuel, poison damning life of the diabetic. On Wood Creek runs among the marathoners, triathletes, and triple diamond riders in Aliso Viejo, trails of rock, sand, creek smells of stagnant water, screaming carry-on vultures, scratchy, brushy brambles and socks. Past the golf course on Muralins, the orange lemon grove grows. On the trail, watch out for bees, the sign says, wooden bridges over creeks, Paths under streets save lives under super streets like Moulton. Santiago Canyon becomes Chapman, becomes Sepulveda. Longest road of them all kills crosswalkers. On the day of death, crawling, obese, pathetic, praying, help me crawl, help me walk, help me run, help me live. Lowest day, roll the hundred-sided dice. Pray for divine intervention on the sidewalk. God lit the light of the Savior, fallen, blind, divine intervention, resurrection, gave the energy to exercise. And the, the music from satellite radio was the exercise fuel. All you need is a reason to run, a reason to live, a reason to lose weight, a reason to change lifestyle. Fallen off the couch onto the carpet, crawling to the door to walk for life. Nice job, Howard. I, I love the way that piece be, began, especially I love all the, the, the geographical references. There's something uh, very interesting to me about writing in one's surroundings and, uh, you know, that I, I love it when that comes through in a poem where, you know, it's easy for me as the, the listener or the reader to kind of picture myself there and, and kind of experiencing it. And it's how I write a lot of my poetry as well, as a matter of fact. So very cool. Well done. No problem. Thanks for letting me join in. No problem. Come up, you know, you're you're in Southern California. You should uh, some Tuesday night when you can make the drive, come up to the Cobalt and and uh, and and, and uh, participate in the reading we do there. Okay, sounds great. I'll try that. All right. Well, have fun at the art festival and thanks again for calling in. No problem. Take it easy. You too. So Howard Yosha calling from an art festival in uh, San Clemente here in Southern California. Uh, he's called in before. Uh, what a cool thing! You're sitting there selling your art and and putting poetry books out to uh, to uh, go whole hog and call into an open reading. And that's that's the awesomeness of this show. You can participate from anywhere in the world, anywhere you want, uh, just by just by calling in. You don't even have to show up anywhere. It's very cool. All right, so call in, people. The number is area code six four six seven one six seven three six two. Uh, you can uh, you can read a poem. You can uh, talk about what's happening in in your poetic world. Uh, moving right now to a caller from the nine seven three area code. Hello. You did it. You did it. I am a repeat offender in every sense of the word. 
in the purest sense. This is Studley Do-Right, a.k.a. David Nevis, calling you from the lush rolling hills of North New Jersey, the radioactive hills, where I'm attending not an art festival, but a fart festival, as I'm literally cutting the cheese. Yes, I'm eating cheese. I'm having this Portuguese cheese, and I'm literally cutting it. So <laughs> I just thought that play on words would be... Uh, uh, kind of uh, appropriate and ridiculous for the beginning of your program. <laughs> David, this is so great that you called because I was hoping to just take a nap for a while. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna put the headphones down and go in the other room while you read your work, and then and then I'll come back. Is that all right? <laughs> yes, but then but then I wouldn't be able to give the uh, to, to to give the um, shameless plug for your book. Sins of Buckwood, which on page 17 reads, and I, I noticed this, on the road again. The first sign we see on the way to Canada says, Welcome to New Jersey. I'll let you draw your own conclusions. Listen, don't, don't hold it against us just because we have a fat fuck for a governor. Sorry, I just thought since you read one of my poems that I would throw the applause sound effect on me. But, uh, well, uh, well, what are the little guys that throw the fruit and the, and the Molotov cocktails? Where are those guys? I don't know. Huh? I don't. I don't have that effect. I don't have that sound effect. No, okay. Um, Let me drop this on you real quick. Enough of the uh, jocularity. Anyway, I just wanted to uh, mention that today's March the sixth. It's the fourth anniversary of my mom's death, but I'm pulling a, 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 a Beethoven on you guys, which means that uh, Beethoven, at the lowest point of his life, was going deaf and had just suffered uh, several disappointments and tragedies at the same time in his life, and yet he wrote the second symphony, and I want, I urge everyone to hear that second symphony and there's absolutely no trace of any kind of depression or any kind of sadness. It is a joyous symphony and that's what I wish to do today. Uh, I'm going to pull a Beethoven on you guys. So I'm going to read Mood for the Day 5. Uh, Mood for the Day 5, Mr. Studley's Neighborhood. Uh, it starts like this. It's a wonderful day in the beauty wood, a wonderful day in the beauty. Would you be mine? In the neighborhood, I fall in love with the day girl behind the bar. A daily event as she in turn loves me back until the tab's been paid. But my 20 bucks on the bar is but a mere wisp of memory long gone. I ask her to pour me an STD with a twist of lemon. She gives me crabs, but not from the sea. There's no shell to crack with my STD and my sad, sore pockets. She's a puppy little peanut who bedazzles me with her lips connected to hips that go bumpity-bump-boom-boom. Boom. That bitch, that bitch, that bitch. Bumpity-bump-boom-boom. Boom. She's from Brazil, you see. Bumpity bump boom boom, and her hips go bumpity bump boom boom. Perky little sluts, you turn me on. Bumpity bump boom boom. The hips go bumpity bump boom boom. Bumpity bump boom boom. In my neighborhood, I fall in love with the night girl behind the bar. A nightly spectacle with pantomimed almost sex and bad faith pledge of love forever, which will last as long as the 20 that sits on the bar. My barroom butterfly looks like Comrade Brezhnev with tits. As her perfect hair swings in seductive air, she pours my Molotov in grandiosity to fall down on bended knee, to worship her lips to her hips as she goes, bumpity-bump-boom-boom, boom. that bitch, that bitch, that bitch, 
Bumpity bump boom boom. She's from Brazil, you see. Bumpity bump boom boom. And her hips go bumpity bump boom boom. Inflatable slut dolls are so much cheaper. Bumpity bump boom boom. Those hips go bumpity bump boom boom. Bumpity bump boom boom. In my neighborhood, I fall in love with a hairstylist, which is an occurrence less frequent than the menstrual rag, but no less bloody. She is the mirrored reflection with the dangerous implements, who asks me the mystery question, which I had better answer correctly. What is the difference between a barber and a hairstylist? Answer. One makes you look like a dickhead, and the other makes you look like a buttermilk biscuit. Cut! Woo! With a sigh of a pardoned death row convict. So she snips at the tips with her lips to her hips as she goes, Bumpity bump boom boom. That bitch, that bitch, that bitch. Bumpity bump boom boom. She's a Brazilian ninja, you see. Bumpity bump boom boom. And her hips go bumpity bump boom boom. Hurt me, baby. Write me bad chicks. Bumpity bump boom boom. The hips go bumpity bump boom boom. Bumpity bump boom boom. I'm so glad that you could stop by. Come back real soon, you hear? It's a wonderful day for a beauty, would a wonderful day for a beauty. Would you be mine? Well, David, I, I have to admit I'm kind of stuck on the line Brezhnev with tits. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure I heard much after that uh, because it was such a horrifying vision. Uh, but uh, I do appreciate you reading your poem, as always. Yeah, I'm not a well man, Rick. I, I, I'm not a well man. <laughs> so I've, that's my theory. I know, uh, I know, I know. And no offense meant uh, by that poem about New Jersey uh, in in my book. As, I as know, it, I know. I was it just, does say, uh, just, as we say in Goodfellas, I was just breaking your balls a little bit. <laughs> breaking that's just, your balls. It it does say at the end of that poem, "I'll let you draw your own conclusions." Yeah, you know, so they they could be they could be they could be positive conclusions. Yes, indeed they could. But New Jersey living well. Li- li- we know very well that the two terms living in New Jersey are mutually exclusive. <laughs> that they are in fact oxymorons. I don't know what the fact well, well you know, I know about the morons. We have a governor sitting in, we uh, we have one sitting in the governor's chair, but the ox has fled the scene. <laughs> there you go. Well, David, thanks so much for calling in and, and being a repeat offender as always. In the purest sense of the word. <laughs> no doubt. Take it easy. Talk to you next time. That's uh, David David Neves calling from Newark, New Jersey. Uh, um, a force. <laughs> He's just a force. I don't really have anything to say after that. Um, uh, uh, all right, then. The number to call in is 646 716 Seven three six two. Call in, read your poetry. We we want to hear it. I, I took a poll, and uh, nine out of ten people listening to this show want to hear your poetry. Um, so there you go. Moving right along to the next caller from the five eight five area code. Hello. Hi, Rick. It's Larry. Hi, Larry. How are you? Doing good. How are you? I'm good. This is a uh, Larry Berger calling from Rochester, right? Yep. Congratulations. Fifteen hundred. Wow. Yeah, I was pretty excited when I when I looked that up. Yeah. Okay, I'll get right to it. Uh, this is an older one. I've written two venue dedication pieces. This is one of them. It's called Cobalt Blues. It's not so bad. I've never seen the valley before. Talk about a city of lights. Oh, there's a bus bench. Great, my feet are killing me. There's a payphone, too. Cool. It's 5 a.m., and at home, they have bus schedules. I'm saved. Thanks, Rick. No one's ever given me a don before. I'll see you next week. 
That's uh, that's great, Larry. That's uh, that's for the Cobalt Cafe here in Southern California, yep. I guess. After your your first time uh, yep. here, is that right? The first time there, I got lost. It took me five hours of walking around and another six hour bus ride to get home. When I got home, I wrote that, and I'm thinking of putting it in a manuscript I'm putting together. But I have a policy of what I do venue dedication. People, the host has to hear it first, so I don't know if I'd ever done it for you before. I don't think I've heard it. Um, so what? I know, you don't live anywhere near here. You live like three thousand miles away now. So when? Yeah. When was the first time you were at the Cobalt Cafe? Oh God, it was twelve, thirteen years ago. Wow, so very, pretty close to when I first started hosting. Well, actually, actually, it's even a few years uh, later because I started hosting that venue in nineteen ninety four. Yeah, this uh, was ninety six, I believe. Which is wow, seventeen years uh, at this yeah. point. I've been hosting that uh, reading. That's wow. insane. Um, cool. Well, t- tell me the first line again. There was something I, I wanted to. Uh, uh, it's not uh, so bad. Talk yeah. about the city of lights. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that really kind of sums up the cobalt. It's not so bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Well, uh, anything else you want to plug uh, going yeah, on? Yeah, I got in my second world? interview ever coming out on my little request at WordPress.com on Friday. Your interview, in, in other words, someone has interviewed you regarding yeah. your poetry world. Yeah. Okay. And uh, that's coming out on Friday, 9 a.m., so I'm very excited. It's only my second one ever, so I'm still kind of new at this. Fantastic. Thanks. And uh, let's see, what else is new? I got my first royalty check from my publisher, which was a interesting experience. It, it was just interesting or, or, or not good? You, you think getting a... Well, a royalty check would be a good experience. Uh, it was a good experience, but it was interesting. I've never, I've always self-published before, and the first time I had to keep uh, Brendan and Murray honest, so I finally put it on a publisher that can go everywhere. Oh, right. In terms of the uh, quotes that are on the back of your book, uh, yeah, or, or yeah, that you use. Uh, uh, to, actually, I should point this out, Larry. You're you're nice enough to advertise in our newsletter, so your book. Um, yeah. Instant poetry, just add words, is uh-huh. uh, is has been one of the featured classifieds for a while, and there are uh, quotes there from people who you just mentioned. You you drop their names, but there's a lot of people who yes. probably haven't heard of them. So well, I just wanted to clarify that. mentioned Brendan once called me the omnipresent laughing Larry, referring to and Brendan Constantine. And said I went everywhere, so I had to have a publisher that goes everywhere. And I finally put it on that universe, so it would literally go everywhere: Borders, Amazon. Uh, Barnes and Noble, any independent bookstore in the world, everywhere. Can order it, right? I think was it Brendan who referred to you as the Salvador Dalai Lama? No, that was uh, uh, Robert Wynn. Oh, Robert Wynn. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's a, that's a good quote too. Um, yeah. Well, uh, Larry, thanks so much for calling in and thanks uh, for having me and congratulations and, again. Oh, sure. No, thank you. Take it easy. That's uh, uh, Lawrence Berger calling from Rochester, New York. Used to be a Southern California resident, so he was, we were talking a little bit there about the venue that I host every week, the Cobalt Cafe uh, in Canoga Park, which you should definitely come out to. I, I, I love the way Larry kind of summed it up in his tribute poem to the Cobalt there right at the first line. It's not that bad. I think that kind of does sum up the whole Cobalt experience. So, again, the number to call in is 646-716-7362. Our website, by the way, is poetrysuperhighway.com. You should uh, head there. You can see uh, the new poets we publish every week. Just uh, We put them online every every Saturday, so there's two brand-new poets up as of yesterday afternoon. Um, you can listen there to um, all of the previous shows. The Blog Talk radio shows are, are archived there. You can see all the past featured poets. You can uh, see our submission guidelines. Maybe you'd like to be a featured poet. Just uh, click on submission guidelines from the main Poetry Superhighway menu. And uh, and then please do follow those if you do choose to submit. Um, and we consider, uh, we consider your work uh, every single week um, for up to six months uh, uh, to be published as a poet of the week. We do cool projects like the recent – completed Great Poetry Exchange. Uh, coming up uh, at the end of this month, I'll be announcing the next ebook free-for-all. So that was kind of kind of came out in response to the uh, Great Poetry Exchange where people had asked if uh, if they could participate with ebooks in that. And they you can't because it's uh, just to make it fair for everyone, the Great Poetry Exchange is all about 
physical books uh, flying through the mail uh, from from one point in the world to the other. But the ebook free for all uh, is all about ebooks. So if you have an ebook or if you're willing to make an ebook, um, you can participate in that coming up next month. So more on that, uh, uh, well, on this show next month, as well as on the Poetry Superhighway newsletter, which you can also subscribe to on our website at poetrysuperhighway.com. All kinds of things happen there. Please, uh, please check it out. So again, the number to call in here is uh, area code six four six seven one six seven three six two. Moving now to a caller from the five two zero area code. Hello. Hey Rick, Jason Salvo. How you doing? Hey, good. How are you? I'm good, man. You know, just typical poet stuff, you know. That uh, I don't know that there is any typical poet stuff, but uh <laughs> right. I'd love I'd love of, to hear know, what your typical poetry not, stuff is. Not wanting to, to go into it too much, you know. <laughs> I All hear right. you because there it's there could be incriminating, you know. It's Right, yeah. This is this is being broadcast and everything. Where 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 are you calling from, um, Jay? I'm calling from Tucson, Arizona. My God. I know. <laughs> it's a long story, Rick. It always is. Last last I heard you were living here in Southern California. Or or then I thought, did you go up to the Bay Area for a while? Um, or am yeah, I just so making stuff up? I went to the up? Bay for a little bit. Um, yeah, I saw you at the uh, Beyond Baroque reading with uh, uh, Brendan where you were playing the guitar. Awesome. Oh, right, right. The... Uh, the redress series. That was that was a fun. Yeah, the redress. Series. That's what it was. Thanks. I was stumbling for that. <laughs> no worries. Cool. So uh, let's hear your poem. Sure. Uh, the title of the poem is also the first line. I don't write love poems. I told you, and now I can see some evil bastard, some thrice diabolical devil. Some imaginary beast, some raven, sitting in our room, cackling quietly, muttering under his breath. But you will, son. Oh, you will. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. Um, so, um, you uh, tell us about the uh, online magazine that you run. Right. Um, it's uh, by score review. It's by monthly. Um, it's a review of uh, literature in all forms, uh, photography and art. Um, if you want to find out about it, we're on Facebook. Check us out. Cool. Bicycle, um, to say it again, the title? The, uh, the Bicycle Review. Bicycle Review. Bi-monthly. I just, it just occurred to me that I was going to start a magazine and have it be Bi-Curious Monthly. Well, everyone will think you're ripping me off now, Rick, so it's too late. <laughs> I guess you're right. I'll have, to, I'll have to come up with another idea. Um, excellent. So uh, what are you doing in Tucson? I am, you know, working and riding, uh, bicycling around, enjoying the expansive skies and beautiful mountain vistas. And um, it, It's a long story, man. Uh, there's, there's no way we can get through it here. That's cool. Do, do, have you... But I'm um, always good to talk to you and... Uh, I miss the cobalt, you know, at times. Wish I could head down there for sure. This is amazing. Almost everyone who's called in has called in from somewhere outside of Los Angeles, but it's someone who I've known from L.A. and the cobalt and stuff, so that's kind of wild. Uh, really quickly, in Tucson, I don't know how long you've been there, but have you discovered any readings or anything that you want to plug in case someone else from Tucson happens to be listening or might listen in the future? Um. I haven't seen that much, but this is, you know, the the college town. U of A is out here, so I'm sure there must be something. Uh, the Tucson Weekly doesn't seem to have uh, any open readings listed. There are readings at the university all the time. So uh, if you, you know, go to U of A and maybe do a search for uh, readings, you could find out about that. Cool. Maybe you'll start something then. Maybe. I don't know. I, I, I have less time than I used to. But, uh, well, cool. keep keep doing the work that you're doing, and uh, thanks a lot for calling in. Uh, always good to hear your voice. Thank you, Rick. Take it easy. That's uh, Jay DeSalvo calling this time from Tucson, Arizona. 
uh, uh, has called into the show before. He used to be an LA LA guy, uh, someone I know, have participated quite frequently at the Cobalt Cafe. Actually, going back to even before I started hosting it uh, 17 years ago. I can't believe it's 17 years. I, I've been saying 16 for so long, but the number 17, it, it just occurred to me. That's just really just this month is the 17th year that I've been doing that. So uh, I feel I feel historical in, in some sense. All right, we're going to get to the next couple of callers in a second, but we're about halfway through the show, so I thought this would be a good opportunity to um, share with you this new spoken word a track I put together um, for a poem I wrote a while ago called An Israeli Breakfast, uh, uh, which I wrote, as a matter of fact, in Israel on a trip there a few years ago. Um, so you'll hear me reading in it, and then another voice will come on. This is actually the voice of actor Michael Constantine, who uh, came in and did a little bit of an improv uh, uh, on the piece. So check it out. This is An Israeli Breakfast. Superhighway.com. 
And uh, you can check out more info about me, the website for Poetry Superhighway at PoetrySuperhighway.com. We're going to get to our next callers now. If you'd like to call in, number 646-716-7362. And moving right now to our next caller from the 559 area code. Hello. Hello. Hi, who's this? This is Romus Simpson. Romus Simpson, where are you calling from? Um, I'm actually back in Southern California, but I was living in Fresno. I'm one of your past Poets of the Week. Oh, fantastic. How cool to hear your voice uh, uh, beyond just the emails that I get. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was years ago. I think it was about in 2003 or 2002. Wow. Even before then, yeah. It's amazing what ha- what happens when you keep doing something year after year. That uh, suddenly things that you did early on were a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Romus, you so, got a, you got a poem for us? Yeah, I have a poem for you. It's called "I Thought of You," and um, you want to hear it? Here it goes. <laughs> it was a blue dusk, an empty park marbled in shadows. The broad, luminous back of the sun striding, leaving without bells to another early country, and the moon not yet awake, stirring love above the night hand canopy. God began to finger the nightly fresco of stars that shone eyes in the lake's late swan reflections. A bird shook a street light awake, then by the shrill iron gates of the echoing cathedral, two women prayed another lit. Wandering there in the vague halo of the central California dusk, I thought of you. In the meridian of late dusk, where the moon comes behind the sentinel crows that are the first deep night, an orange-silver river of memory burned with the remnants of the brown October day, pushing north to the stars and into greater breath. I moved along the city's weary eye, caught gold in the avenue river rushes, was alone where each bare blind tree etched Arabic at the moon, listened to leaves flute and whirl in my wake, and thought of you. That was nice, Romus. Well done. Oh, thank you. So you're 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 saying you're you're back in Southern California. Where did you uh where did you just come from? I was in Fresno when I was in the in the 90s. I was heavy into the scene. I, I even read it at open mic at the Cobalt. We went out there one night. Oh wow! <laughs> and way back in the maybe 95, and uh, as I remember searching for that place, and we couldn't find it, but we finally found it. But uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's cool. Listen, <laughs> since you're since you're back, uh, you should definitely come back. We're still doing it. Uh, out there every Tuesday night at nine o'clock, and I would be happy to give explicit directions. <laughs> I, I know where it is now. I never forgot. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> After searching so hard, yeah. Congratulations on your show too. Oh, thanks a lot, man. Well, cool. Well, welcome back to LA, and I'm I'm so glad you called in, and it was really great to hear your poem. Hey, thank you so much. All right, take it easy. That was uh, Romus Simpson, former. Uh, Poetry Superhighway Poet of the Week and apparently a Southern California guy uh, once again. Uh, uh, this That's sort of the nexus of today's show, people who either are here or used to be here. Uh, let's see what else we got uh, coming up. The number, uh, of course, to call in is 646-716-7362. Moving now to a caller from the 760 area code. Hi. Hi. Rick. Hi. Yeah. It's it's Patricia D'Alessandro calling from Desert Hot Springs. Hi, Patricia. How are How you? How are you? I'm glad you didn't give the full phone number. And what I'm doing is talking on the phone, but I'm getting kind of the uh, the language on the screen as well, and I don't know how to get well, rid of that. Yeah, you have to turn the volume off on your computer because the there's a delay there, so you really want to listen on the on the phone while you're while you're here, so that way you won't get uh, confused. I don't know if you have a mute button or if you can turn down the speakers, but that's uh, that would. I don't know how to do that, uh, Rick. In that I'm new to computers, and um, 
I hear myself talking right now, but I don't want to hear it when I'm doing my poetry. So um, uh, if I turn the TV off, I mean the computer off, of course I won't be heard, correct? No, because you'll, you're you're talking on the phone right now. So as mm-hmm. long as you don't turn the phone off, you'll you'll be fine. Oh, okay. So shall I just ignore the voice in the background here? Uh. If if that's your best uh, uh, best option, then I, I I would think so. Yes. So let's hear your poem. Okay, the poem is called "Stalwart as a Vulture Hovers." Stalwart as a vulture hovers, hanging in the shadow of men's trousers, against a nest of angel air, safe as newborn chicks. A naked bird in vapid isolation, waiting for the day when women passing by will stimulate you to erection, straight as soldiers at attention, seeking small ablutions to this awkward situation that resurrects desires to plunge into that path of darkness, desirous, indescribable, jogging back and forth for pleasure and elation until huge explosions are ignited in the brain, consuming you in pleasure, undefined, oh yes, in pleasure without measure, sending forth an avalanche of sperm enough to populate a nation where only one survives, if lucky or unlucky, mystical magnificence and conjugal connection. Afterwards, what shall you do before you settle down above your nest of angel hair, hanging once again limp as cellophane until another woman passes by, and if lucky, your energy abounds and you smile even though you have no teeth as though you won a jackpot until tomorrow when action on the front begins again. This is no war of hoses, but a battle for survival, wishing for a healthy plunge each day with anyone to make a ritual of jogging back and forth, accentuating super-masculinity on a carousel for fun one would never find at Disneyland. Oh, lonesome penises, rising, falling, rising, falling. Every day you mimic safety rails at railroad crossings in the dark, ejaculating toward new populations in amplitude for games of manly fun. Oh, I wish you would consider halting these lurid demonstrations, breeding youths for war as harbingers in constancy and perpetuity, sons and daughters born of your desires, slaughtered needlessly for wars no longer won, and keep your bird of youth sequestered on that bed of angel hair behind a loaded cannon filled with cannonballs, loaded with a bushel full of love, and keep that loaded pecker to a level of repose so that when the guns of August roar, it fails to plumb and rise from your angel hair, resting and preparing for tomorrow's marathons so that vultures may move on to other climes. Wow, Pat, that was um, stellar in, in so many ways. So cool. Thank you so much for reading that. Well, thank you, Rick, for having me. No problem. You got anything you want to uh, mention that you have going on, upcoming reading? Uh, yes, book, actually I do. I, I'm hosting the series at Barnes & Noble first Fridays of the month, and one of your Los Angeles poets may be coming to be one of my guests. Uh, Cece is her first name. She's over at uh, the Baroque series, and I'm hoping she's going to say yes for the June reading. And I introduced a sonneteer who calls himself a 16th century poet uh, trying to deal with the 21st by the name of Glenn Fitch, whom I'm going to encourage to read for you because I'm his mentor. 
and uh, I want to kind of try and open him up to contemporary way of writing, which I hope will be successful. So thank you, Rick. I'm taking up more time than I need, I know, but I just love your program and love what you're doing for poetry, and congratulations on your new book. Oh, thanks so much. Uh, you had one out uh, within the last year, as I recall, as well, so uh, I hope that's going yes. well. Pox Vobiscum, a poetry collection of anti-war poems. No, sales are not going well. That's why I read that <laughs> poem today. That is not included in the book, but I have a publisher wanting to see my prose poem publication, which I'm working on now. So your program is wonderful because we reach audiences we would not ordinarily reach, and I do thank you for all your effort, and I know you don't have a minute to rest. So thank you, Rick. God bless you and your family and everybody who's listening. Thanks so much, Pat. Take it easy. Thanks for uh, thanks for thanks for tuning in and thanks for calling in. Um, and she kind of hit right there on the whole mission of the Poetry Superhighway, which is exposing, uh, you know, as many people to as many other people's poetry as possible. So uh, that's why this forum exists. That's why uh, we we publish two poets online every week, and everything we do is kind of in that vein. So very cool. All right, we got ten minutes left in the show. I got two callers in the line. We might be able to squeeze three or four, so uh, why not call in and give it a try? The number six four six seven one six seven three six two. Moving right now to a caller from the six zero two area code. Hello. Hello. This is David Charlton in Phoenix. Hi, David. I'm getting the notices about this, I thought I would try calling in. So greetings from the desert. Fantastic. Uh, good, good to hear your voice. I've I've been uh, uh, seeing you participate in Poetry Superhighway stuff for years now, so it's uh, very cool to, to finally get to hear a poem from you. Well, um, let me pick this one, which is on the theme of animals who are the invariably neglected in most of our political processes and in most people's minds, but I like to write about them and try and speak out for them through poetry. Uh, this one is called Earth's Own. We fancy ourselves fast or in flight. We carry mountains on our backs. We press our rocky profiles up against the sky. We are silent and the tips of our noses are moist. We rub our cheeks against tree bark and strut with wattles hanging down against our chests before we flap and heave our weight into a sycamore. We float and croak. We slither over stones with a column of vertebrae slack inside our skin. We hang from the sky with an eye for misfortune and strip its bones clean. With our legs in the water, we stride away, stop a while, watch for a wave we can split on the way to a fish. We're still on a branch jutting out from the bank and small as a thumb on a stem leaning in front of a flower. We're so small in a storm you would think of us lost, but when the clouds clear, we call back in the light. We take wing and become specks of dust in the sun. We flow and sway, we grow tall and soak into the ground. We're a flash as we pass, looking nervously back, coyote quick and shy. We appear one by one, but imagine us gone, and a shiver runs under the skin of the earth. Nice work, David. I, I just was noticing that you were actually a Poetry Superhighway Poet of the Week uh, recently at the end of January. So if anyone wants to read uh, more from you, they can go to the uh, Past Poets of the Week page, uh, click on your name, uh, just just a few uh, listings down, and read uh, read your poem, Updated Contributors Note, which I thought was very yeah. cool. Thank you. It's a little um, note. Contributors notes invariably in, in magazines – are quite dull, as in two or three publications and often some kind of a silly comment, and I've long thought about uh, the fact that I, I really want to hear something interesting about the people whose work I read and like, and um, that's the origin of that sort of a poem. That's It's interesting because one of the pieces uh, that I published this week also, also is sort of a play on the whole process it's a poem called don't drink when you submit uh, uh by john tustin which is uh, who's one of the poets of the week 
this week. It's it's a bit more tongue in cheek than than yours was, or more blatantly so at any rate. But uh, you might find it uh, enjoyable based on that. Uh, I think I I remember reading through it. Yeah, it's good. Okay, great, David. You you participated in the in the uh, great poetry exchange this time around, didn't you? Am I right? Yeah, mm-hmm. I did. Sent that off this last week. Fantastic. Well, so I, I I hope you enjoy the book that you get, and I wanted to thank you for participating in that project well, as well. I'll be watching in the mail this week. <laughs> Do so. All right. Okay. Take it easy. Uh, thanks for calling thanks. in and call in again. That's uh, David Charlton calling from uh, uh, Phoenix, Arizona. A great example of a, a guy who's participated in Poetry Superhighway stuff literally for years. I was just glancing through the past Poets of the Week page, and his name shows up a few times. So, um so cool. It's it's really cool for me to be able to have uh, an a, a, you know an actual interaction uh, with with folks who've participated in poetry superhighway stuff. So moving on, uh, next caller from the nine four nine area code. Hello. Who? Someone there from nine four nine area code. Apparently not. Okay. Well, uh, do call in, folks. The number is uh, area code 646-716-7362. If you do call in, try to pay attention uh, <laughs> so that way you are actually aware of uh, when it is I, I call to you. There is a bit of a delay on the uh, on the uh, on the phone, or that is on the computer. So if you're if you do call in, um, you should listen on the phone so that way you'll hear. When it is that uh, that you get put on the air, whereas if you listen on the uh, computer, you'll you won't uh, hear the mention of your phone number or your area code at any rate for uh, for a few seconds, and and will create what's known in the business uh, as dead air. So uh, it's six four six seven one six seven three six two. I don't know that we'll get another caller in the in the three minutes that we have left, but um, but we'll see. And if you call in right now, I'll stick you on the air. In the meantime, I just want to say thanks to all of the people who called in today. Howard Yosha from San Clemente started off the show. Uh, David Neves, our, our consistent repeat offender, calling from the lush rolling hills of Newark, New Jersey. Uh, with no apologies for uh, for New Jersey, and frankly, he should be apologizing. Uh, um, I hold uh, I hold David responsible for New Jersey and and everything that that implies. Uh, Larry uh, Lawrence Berger calling from Rochester, New York. Um, Jay DeSalvo calling from Tucson, Arizona. Rama Simpson, who called in a few minutes ago from Southern California, and uh, Patricia D'Alessandro from Desert Hot Springs. Check out her reading series at the uh, Barnes & Noble uh, out there. Uh, while while there still are Barnes & Nobles, uh, we uh, we live here, right here in, in, uh, in the San Fernando Valley, densely populated area of Southern California. And within the last month, both our local borders and Barnes and Noble uh, have have closed up shop, uh, which is uh, very sad. Well, actually, the borders I think is still opening, and they're having their fire sale. And it's kind of, <clears throat> I guess you can get some good deals there, but it's it's sort of sad going into a store that's under those circumstances where they're literally selling, you know, the carpet out from under you. But uh, check that out. And then the Barnes and Noble in Encino uh, has just closed up, and it will be turned into a CVS. That store has been there. Forever, and it was such a great place to go and hang out and and sit and read, and used to be a monthly reading there and that kind of thing. So it's kind of sad. So do check out uh, Pat D'Alessandro's reading while you still can in Desert Hot Springs. I hope they don't close that place up. And finally, uh, David Charlton, uh, who called from Phoenix, Arizona, first time caller, but certainly not a first time participant in poetry superhighway stuff. Our next show will be on Sunday, April 10th at 2 o'clock p.m. Uh, we will be right in the middle of uh, National Poetry Month. We will be in the middle of the Poetry Superhighway's great ebook Free For All, which you'll hear more about uh, at the end of this month. Uh, it'll start right on, uh, right on April 1st. So check that out if you've got an ebook or if you want to put one together between now and then or at least sometime in the month of April, you'll be able to participate in that free project and have your ebook available to everyone for a 24-hour period at the end of the month. And um, and there you go. That's what's going on. Um, check out the website again, PoetrySuperHighway.com. You've got some great featured poets up this week, John Tustin and 
Ivan Jensen. Uh, I think you'll find if you uh, if you read through the past poets archive that um, there's so many different styles of poetry represented that if you don't find someone that you like that particular week, probably you'll find someone you like in the uh, previous week or or if you go back it's uh, it's really there's just such a wide variety of stuff there and I'd love for you to check it out and and for you to try submitting work as well just click on submission guidelines they're all right there for you to participate and please do this is the best advice a lot of people ask me for advice on submitting work not just to us but anywhere it's really it's really about two things one is uh, checking out the publication and seeing the kind of work that they published and making sure that your stuff uh, you know, sort of fits in, in some way in the scheme of what goes on there. And finally, just really paying attention to those guidelines and, and following them. They're different for every publication, and um, you owe it to the people who are bothering to read your work to, to send it to them in the way that they they ask for. So that's it. Uh, thanks a lot for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back next month. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Poetry Superhighway Live. Have a lovely rest of your day. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun, Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.